Elizabeth, no, to Justin, just for a second. That word was right. He has no idea what I'm preaching on, I don't think. I don't know. If we got the Holy Spirit, I guess we can kind of know what's coming. But um, anyway, it was, it was excellent. I, get back down here so you can hear what's left. Yeah. Um, as my wife Elizabeth and we share where we've come from, the walls that she's built up, the walls that I've built up, it's easy to look up here and not relate, to look like that we've got it all together. It's easy for you to check out and say, they don't get it, they don't get me. It's also easy for you to say, God, you don't get me, and allow those walls to stay up. But you know what? We're all going through challenges, and the challenges that Elizabeth has faced in her life, as well as the challenges that I've faced in my life, they're real. And these challenges that you're facing, they're real. So I want to encourage you to take just a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to really teach you this morning. Not because not I've got some great... Uh, message, because Pastor Paul's given a great sermon, but because the Lord is great, it's what we've sang this morning, and He is worthy to be praised, and the answers that you seek will be found in Him. The answers that you seek will be found in Him, and ask that this morning that you would hear that answer. Not because I give a great sermon, not because we do great music, not because you're sitting around great people, but because the Lord is great. And he has your answer this morning. And I believe we've got a, a thread happening this morning through Pastor Justin, through Elizabeth, through the, word, the songs that we sang through this message that's going to reach you today. But you have to be reachable. We can come in here and be closed off and not be, not be reached. I have spent a lot of my life positioning myself to where I couldn't be reached. And I just want to encourage you to consider, maybe that's me, and Lord, I give you the right to reach me this morning. I open up my heart and my spirit for you to reach me this morning. Can I just pray for you before I start? Father God, we just acknowledge that you are God and that your word, that the Bible is the spoken word of God. It is the bread of life and that it is able to change. It is able to divide between the spirit and the flesh, between the bone and the marrow. It's, it is able to soften the hardest heart. And it is able to turn the worst situation into a good one. Lord, we believe you and we believe your word. Holy Spirit, come and teach us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we uh, talked a little bit about the family dinner table and how God is a family dinner table kind of guy. He said, learn my commandments, obey them, follow them, and not only that, Talk about them when you're sitting at the dinner table. Talk about them while you're going to work and while you're coming home from work. Get together into communities, into groups, and talk about the things that you're going through and how effective the family is when they sit down at the dinner table together. Studies have shown that families have more success if they sit at the dinner table together. Put their phones up, tune out of the world, and tune in to each other. Amen? Same thing with the church. We can come in here and experience a good service, but if we do not connect with one another and connect with the Lord, we miss it. We miss how God, God operates in family. God operates in family. The church body is a family. He, it, the Word of God says that He puts the lonely in families. So today, I want you to know that as, the, as we're looking at restoring the family and God is... is, is is um, at work to restore the family, it's not going to happen in a government program. 
It's not going to happen by a worldly program. It's going to happen. This nation, is, if it's going to turn, it's going to turn inside the family. It has to start inside the family. So I want you all, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. And it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, you may say, uh-oh, here comes a parenting guide, a parenting uh, sermon. Yes and no. Um, we can read this and immediately turn this toward our own children. But I want to ask you, let's just start. We've got to start with you. We've got to start with me. And how do I fall into this? Train up a child in the way that they should go. Well, which way should I go? So many parents today are struggling with, with which way they should go. How can they train their children in where to go if they don't know where to go? So let's start there for just a moment. And uh, I want to ask you a question about your childhood. Oh, no. It's going to be okay. Were your parents bad drivers? I want you to think about it. Were your parents bad drivers? It's easy for us to back to backseat drive people, right? How many of you have kids that tell you what to do when you're driving? Yeah, I don't like that. Um, and I will tell you, when my child takes the wheel, wheel, it's all I can do to not shout the whole time. Going the wrong way, driving too fast, not doing this right, not doing that right. Now I've had to learn to shut my mouth and only open it on the big stuff. Uh, you're about to go in the ditch. You're about to run a stop sign. All the little things they're learning. If they got on, if they sat beside me, if you came and sat beside me, I bet you could find a thousand things I was doing wrong. Well, parents, when they are parenting children, sometimes are bad drivers because of the way they were brought up, because of the things that they've bought into, and what they think looks like the wrong way might be the right way. And you may have lived in a, in a life, in a, in a household, where your parents caused you to wall up windows. Where you had a desire, where you felt like you were being led in a way, and that parent steered you a different direction. Or a, an authority figure, or a boss, or a teacher steered you in, the, in a different direction. How many times have you had it happen, or have you ever had it happen, where your parents were saying one thing, but your teacher said something else? Your teacher saw something in you, saw value in you. Or maybe you started to think this way, and even a parent was able to see, wait a minute, I think you're good at this. I'm not saying parents can't have good um, wisdom. They can. They are supposed to. The, the, the main part of wisdom to a child should be from their parents, but so many times, due to their parents' upbringing, their wisdom has gotten messed up. So I want to ask you, do you feel like you're not on the path that God created you to be? Or let me ask you this. Are you doing a job that just doesn't fit? Are you walking your life in a way that just does not seem to really fit? As Pastor Justin was giving this word today, this morning as he was encouraging you, you know, we've walled off places of our personality, walled off places of our strengths or what we feel like we're good at because we've been hurt. We've been injured. We've been told we're not good at that. Let me tell you, if you're good at math, you weren't always good at math. 
You may have a mathematical mind, but I guarantee you, you've made math mistakes. And the second you make one mistake, if someone says the wrong thing to you at the right time, it will throw you off that track to never get back on it again. Even though you may be made that way. And all of a sudden, you've believed a lie, we've gotten skewed off course, and we've just decided this must be the way for me. And we've walled up these things in our life. And we have continued on the bad path. I want you to know that I spent, Elizabeth and I really have spent the last three or four years dealing with who we are, what we're good at, how God has made us. I have tried for years and years and years to suppress how God made me because it didn't seem to fit. The things that I was strong at, I'm an, I'm an uh, over, over, I exaggerate, I'm really big on being organized. Uh, enough to drive you nuts. OCD is a kind of a good way to put it, but I don't really accept that. Uh, that's a wall, it's one to come up right there. I'm not going to stand over there for just a minute. But yes, I've told you all my stories about Disney and how we have spreadsheets and we read books and we run. You do not fall behind. That, that No child left behind does not apply to my, my day at Disney. You had better keep up. And I stick somebody fast in the back to keep, keep them going. Not everybody can take that including my children. But there are parts of my personality that, that wanted to conflict with the world, with, with my life. And I had to get back down to the core of who God is. It wasn't even who I was. It was who is God. God, you've made me this way. Well, have you made me this way? What is my problem? What am I doing wrong? And I had to come back to this, train up a child in the way that they should go. I want you to know that God knows which way I should go. As parents, we're trying to figure out which way that our kids should go. I've got three of them down here. My fourth one, I don't know, he's back in the sound booth. But we, Elizabeth and I spend time looking and watching and seeing which way should they go because we have that kind of impact on them. And it's scary. They're now in the career, starting to look at careers and colleges. And you know what? One wrong move could cause a pretty big bump in the road. Right? Anybody here had a bump in their road? So I've had to go back and look. God, you know me. And you've created me. Do you know that it says in Psalm 139, verse 14? It says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. What is that saying? Number one, it's saying that God made us. Marvelous are your works. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am made by God. You're going to see in the scripture before that he made us. He is our creator. He is the one that gave us life, and he gave us life in a very fearfully and wonderful wonderful way you individually are fearfully and wonderfully made what does that mean it means that you were made on purpose with a purpose with a plan you're going to have strengths and weaknesses some things you shouldn't do some things you should do marvelous are your works now don't stop with that because my soul knows very well down deep you know you're off track why 
because you were made by God to know God and to hear God. And there is something in you that's saying, this doesn't fit. That proves to me that God is God. If you're sitting here and saying, I remember that day that threw me off the track. I know what I'm strong at. I don't know exactly exactly where I should wind up, but I know where I am needs to change. Can anybody relate? My soul knows. Down deep you know, and that the only reason you know is because the Lord is showing you. So, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Anybody here ever... Um, gone back to school, started studying again, started learning a new trade. It is an awesome thing to see an adult that has gotten away from from the 20s, the early 20s, going through college when you don't have a clue, just being stupid, just trying to get through and get to work and get on to life. Then you realize, oh, I'd kind of like to go back and do that again because you do it with a new perspective, a new path, a new desire. Do you know what that is? That's what God's trying to do in you, a new creation. That's the beginning of salvation, is changing the path of going to hell, literally living a life, a path to hell, a path to destruction, a path to hurt and pain, and changing that path to a new path, following the commands and purposes and plans of God for your life. That's salvation. That's repentance, turning from going this direction and following this direction. If you're here today and you've never made that first time decision, it's time. It's getting off that old path and onto a new path. Can I just tell you that Jesus Christ is your Savior? It's not debatable. It is. You just haven't accepted it yet. But it's the truth, and one day you will find out. I promise you will. One day you will find out, but why not find out today? Change that path. What can it hurt? What can it hurt? It's time to change the path. God's character is to train you up, not in the way that he wants to make you go. Not in the way that he thinks the world should go. God's character is to train you up. How? In the way that you should go. Do you see how awesome that is? Can you imagine having a father that would raise you to be who you're supposed to be? The strengths, the weaknesses, the whole mixture of you, that our father wants to raise you up in the way that you should go. That's the plan of God, not to go out here and do somebody else's thing, but to do your thing according to his word, according to the way that he's made you. Can anybody grasp that? God created you on purpose in a specific way. Not one of you is the same. Not one of you has the same plan. Everyone has a custom plan to fulfill you to impact the world. And it's a plan of hope. And it's a plan with a future to bless you and not hurt you, to provide for you 
and to not see you come up short. To have victory when you face challenges. The scripture before Psalm 139.14 is 13. It says, you formed me in my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. He knew you long before you were ever even a uh, twinkle in your father's eye. Before you were ever conceived, he knew you. He knew which way you should go. So I want to encourage you this morning. If you feel like you've been off track, it's okay. Get on track. How do we get on track? Begin to get to know the Lord. Start with your knowledge, your personal relationship with the Lord. Start in the Word of God. He will start to show you who you are and why you are that way. So as we continue on back to um, raise your children in the way that they should go, I want to be quick quick about this. I don't want to take forever on this, but train up a child in the way they should go. Who here has children? Amen. Who here thinks they will have children at some point? It should have been everybody, just about. Not everybody is called to have children, I get that, but for the most part, we're going, to have a, we're going to have children. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. What does that tell you and me? That I as a parent, I'm a parent of four, am authorized to train my kids. I have that calling. I have that authority. I have that ability. They may not want to hear me, but they can't get away from me. They still want food. They still want money. They still want... To call me on my cell phone. They want. You know what? You may think you don't want parents, but when the cell phone gets cut off, um, really, Dad, you're a pretty good dad. Can I have my cell phone? They have needs. They have needs. They, they need us, so they have to hear us. So when they're hearing us, what are they hearing? Are they hearing the plan that, 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 that God has formed that they should go on? Or are they hearing your plan? Or are they hearing no plan? They're just hearing stupid. Not trying to be mean. But what are they hearing? They're hearing something. I promise you, they're hearing something. It may be nothing. They may be getting nothing. That's awful because they're going to hear it from somebody. They need to hear it from me. They need to hear it from my wife. But it says that we are authorized to raise them in the way that they should go. In the way that he should go. According to what? They should go according to what? My desire, the parents' desire, God's desire. Or their desire. I don't think we're talking about desire. But there is a way that each individual should go. God created you. He does not need to figure you out. He has figured you out. He created you. And when you truly start to follow Him and follow His plan... He, when you truly start following him, he lines you up with his plan 
His specific plan for you, which is customized and tailored just for you, using your gifts, your talents, your desires, your ability, and what you love. That's included. Your own identity may be messed up. And I believe that that is one of the core problems with the church, is our identity with God and our identity with ourself. We at Church on the Hill so desire for you individually to find who you are and to find who God is so that you can begin to walk in what you're great at, in what you're called to do, not outside of what you're called to do. Anybody here ever tried to do stuff you weren't called to do? It's bad. Elizabeth, this we're, we've been moving some furniture around and and shifting stuff around, and she'll ask me to do certain things that she knows that I can do. Now she's asking me to fix cabinetry and and uh, woodworking stuff, and I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Well, you can learn. I've already mentioned you, by the way. I've got people around me. Pastor Justin and Pastor Zach are great at that, and this is little stuff. This isn't big stuff. Big stuff I mess up real bad. Little stuff I don't mess up too terribly bad. We can then get somebody to come fix it. I can put up shelves. I can do little stuff. Um, when it comes to repair. But some things I don't need to do. Um, rolling paint on walls. I don't need to do that. For one, I hate it. For two, number two, I'm terrible at it. And I won't tell you that I'm terrible at it on purpose so I don't have to do it. But I'm terrible at it. Guys, have y'all ever done that? Y'all do stuff bad just so you don't have to do it? Don't answer. Rolling paint, I'm terrible at. Other things, I'm good at. We won't mention that one. She said fixing toilets. Yes, I can fix a toilet. Don't call me. That's kind of bubble issues, you know. Kidding. Okay, I'll just let that go. But God has a plan for me that fits my mind, fits my heart, fits my passion, fits my giftings. Doesn't mean there's still challenges within that. There is. But God has got a great plan for you, and your identity may just be messed up. We need to get to know who the Lord is and get to know who we are. If you really seek and learn and do God's will, His word, your parents' plan, your plan, and God's plan should all line up. These planets should all align that if I'm after the Lord and His desire, if I learn who I am, and I begin to watch my children and pay attention to what they're good at and where their heart is, I should line up with God's plan. They should line up with my plan. I should li- they should line up with God's plan, and we should be able to hit this. God has not put us in a position to raise our kids to fail. He's put us in a position to raise our kids so that when they get out from under our household, they won't depart from it. Who here wants that for their children? 
Do you follow this? That as we get after the word of God and the plan of God, we will be equipped to raise our kids to find their way. I can tell you I have desires for my kids, and I have to watch that I don't allow my opinions and my desires to overrun theirs. God says for me to raise them up in the way that they should go. Young kids, we've got to lead them and guide them. I want to give you a quote. More is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. What your kids see you do is so much more powerful than what you say. What your kids see you do is so much more powerful than what you say. Words can be strong, but actions are stronger. The strongest impact on children is when they hear and see a consistent message from their parents. When their parents' words and actions come together, it forms a powerful statement and establishes family values. More is caught than taught. If you've got older kids, we're just walking into this phase. I've got one that's a freshman in college. I've got another one that's about to graduate from high school. I've got another high schooler, and I've got a middle schooler. So I'm not in, we're not in that um, really young childhood development area. We're, in a, we're a little bit older, and I can tell you what I've had to learn the hard way is to support them, to give them support. I can't do everything for them anymore. I have to watch them do, and it's painful sometimes to just get out of the way and let them learn, let them fall down, let them make mistakes. Let them spend their money and watch how they spend it. And then watch them when they spend it all and how they react and not refuel their tank because they went and blew their money on a bunch of stupid stuff. Because all we do is just learn to spend, spend, spend. I'm just talking about money right now. But we are called to be in a position to support. When my child needs help, I'm called to support in their giftings, how God created them, building them up, encouraging them, loving them. Do you know that that's what we're trying to build here at Church on the Hill? Is as we find your value, as you find your value to support you, to encourage you, to say, I know you've never done this before, but I know you're good at this. You're going to make it. Hang in there. Keep trying. You can do it. It's what Father God and what the, uh, all the saints that are cheering us on saying, you can do this. I know it's hard, but you can do it. We've got to get you out of that track of going the wrong direction and onto the track of going the right direction. It's so good. It's so good. And with your older kids, especially even your younger kids, listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. They will reveal their heart. Do you know that Father God is a great listener? He listens to you. He doesn't, it's not just in one ear and out the other. When you genuinely come to him and share with him your heart, he listens. And he answers. He answers. So I want to encourage you. I've given, I feel like we're kind of drinking from a fire hydrant this morning. Which way should you go? 
which way should you go? Are you going that way? And if something is pulling at you, I want you, your, I want you to know your soul will know it. God has created you to know when you're on the wrong path. Isn't that awesome? Pastor, I know I'm on the wrong path. Okay, great. Then let's get in the word. Let's get around people that are encouraging, not defeating. And let's figure out what are you good at? What do you love? How are you made? And does that fit with where you are? Everybody, I'm not telling you to go quit your job tomorrow. Don't do that. Don't. Don't do that. Seek after the Lord. Start looking at your children differently. You didn't make them. God made them. And God made them a certain way. And it's my job to line up with God's way that he made them. Not my desire. Yeah, we want them all to be doctors and lawyers and whatever. No. The more lawyers I talk to, they say, don't go that route. How has God made them? How has God made you? I'm telling you, I know that there is a, there's a defeated spirit in here over your own personality and over the way that you've been brought up. And these walls, these windows that have been walled off, they need to come down. They need to come down. I had, I had almost sucked all the air out of the room in my life because of how I felt like that I was made. And it is a real enemy that has to be defeated. And the only one that can defeat that enemy is the Lord. Amen? Amen. Well, let me pray for you, and I'm going to dismiss you. But just ask you again to open up your spirit. Father God, we just, can you just take a moment and just ask the Lord? Which way should I go? Lord, I just ask right now that you would just bring back to life those areas in each, each, each person's spirit, each person's soul, each person's personality that we've tried to kill, that the world has tried to kill. And Lord, I just speak life back into your creation, Lord. That every person here is fearfully and wonderfully made on purpose, for a purpose. That weird thing that you just can't shake isn't weird. God's made you that way for a reason. That thing that you've loved to do, that you have just died to, it's time for some resurrection. It's time for life. Lord, help us to see the right path and to begin to walk in it according to your word. And Lord, as we get life back into our personality, back into who we really are in you, then Lord, help us to start to see who our children are and to stop seeing it through the lens of being hurt. Stop seeing it through the lens of what we're not good at and will never be good at. And Lord, let us not project that spirit onto our kids. I just break that in Jesus' name. A tradition of hurting, a tradition of hurting, just break that right now over families. And Lord, we just ask you to help us to bring restoration to families. 
We just bless your holy name. I just thank you for this church body. Lord, help us to find our way as a church body, to find your gifts and to operate in those. And Lord, I just ask that as we begin to grow and know who we are, that Lord, that this city would just be set on fire because you are working through us. That lives are changing. That this city is turning. Just thank you, Lord. We just bless you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.